0: I, or rather the Lord, beseech you as Christ's heralds to publish this everywhere, and to persuade all people of whatever rank, foot soldiers and knights, poor and rich, to carry aid promptly to those Christians and to destroy that vile race from the lands of our friends. I say this to those who are present. It is meant also for those who are absent. Moreover, Christ commands it. Pope Urban II, 1095 Of the many campaigns during the Middle Ages, few are as remarkable or seemingly impossible to win at the start as the First Crusade, 1095 to 1099. And the true crowning achievement of that crusade, which resulted in two centuries of Western European Christian states in the Middle East, and the permanent firing of the European imagination, was the conquest of Jerusalem on July 15, 1099, after three weeks of siege. That victorious siege came four years after the call for a crusade first went out, and had the crusaders not taken Jerusalem, the first crusade would not likely have been followed by any more, and the campaign might have been no more than a historical footnote of what could have been. As it turned out, the siege of Jerusalem and the crusade as a whole says much about the first major clash of western and eastern military tactics after the fall of the Roman Empire, as well as the power of faith and even fanaticism to motivate people beyond ordinary human endurance. For better and worse, the siege and fall of Jerusalem to the Crusaders has become a fundamental piece in the current view of the West, in that part of the world. Indeed, to this day, the First Crusade remains a polarizing event even among modern historians. For some, the Crusaders were heroes and saints, and for others, they were devils who disrupted the peaceful local sects of Muslims, Jews, and Christians, establishing an alien colony that heralded modern European imperialism. In fact, the First Crusade is a good example of why it is unwise to choose sides in history, because neither side was correct, and the situation was highly complex. Though it went largely unremarked in the Islamic world at the time, The First Crusade has since become a contentious symbol of European imperialism in the Middle East. Debate over whether the Crusades can truly be perceived as an early example of European colonialism continues in medieval historiography, though the evidence for this is thin. The territory taken by the Franks from the Turks had previously belonged to Eastern Christians and had only recently been seized by the Turks themselves. The Crusaders themselves saw it as a holy war of reclamation of previously lost, albeit almost mythical, territory. To them, the Muslims were the first aggressors, and they were somewhat bolstered in this view by the support that they largely held from local Christians. As with many important events in the Middle Ages, the contemporary sources for the First Crusade are few, and fewer still for the siege itself. The main source is the gesta francorum et aliorum hiero the deeds of the franks and others in jerusalem an anonymous chronicle written in latin around 1100 to 1101 by a norman or southeastern italian nobleman in the retinue of bohemond of taranto who later became the first prince of the crusader state of antioch naturally this gives the frankish latin christian point of view of the crusade from a specific class so it must be used with some care. It would be normal to assume that the writer would want to portray the crusaders in a positive light, but his values were very different from modern humanist ones. Patently impossible details such as the high numbers, well over the estimated population of the city, of those massacred, and the now ludicrous detail of crusaders riding in blood, quote, up to their knees and their bridle reins, end quote. A detail copied from the book of Revelation, chapter 14 verse 20, show an attempt to exaggerate the numbers of dead as a way of increasing the theme of righteous slaughter.